This is Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. I have the pleasure of talking to somebody that I've chatted with before. It's been a while on the podcast. We've chatted between episodes face-to-face when you could actually do that. But it's a pleasure having Diana Lidstone back as a guest today. We're going to tell you why in just a moment. After three decades in business and working globally with coaches, consultants, and experts, Diana has gathered rock solid wisdom and advice that has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals, including me, (laughs) accelerate growth and increase profits while freeing up more time for the things that they love. Hugely important. If you don't have the time to do the things you love, what are you doing? (laughs) As the creator of the GPS Grow Meter and the Marketing Proficiency Effect, Diana, I'm sure we'll talk about that on the show today. And as a best-selling author of Shift into Rich, Navigate the Nine Roadblocks to Small Business Success, Diana's signature aligned profit engine transforms, get this, frazzled, overworked business owners, could that be you, (laughs) into profitable, happy CEOs. Diana. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Carl. It has been a while. I think I was on one of your very first podcasts that you had. And yeah, that was a little while ago. You were season one. Don't quote me on the episode number. I think it was one, two, maybe. It was post episode six. Because when I launched, I launched with six episodes, Ah, but you were like episode seven or eight. Like it's very close to that first 10 episodes. So it's an honor having you here again. A lot has changed for me and my business. Things have shifted for you as well. I use the word shift in your business, but you continuously, and you've been doing this for a number of years now, help entrepreneurs. Some of these people you're helping are CEOs. And as a matter of fact, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is it's a chapter in the book that you're a part of, we'll talk about that a little later on, but it's think like a CEO. Actually, this is the chapter of the book. I'm giving away all the juice now. Think like a CEO, get off the hustle hamster wheel, explode your profits and enjoy your life. There's a lot of insight right there, but let's go back a little bit because one of the reasons that you started helping coaches, consultants, and business professionals was you know you realized in your own work that you had done that you were getting tired or you had gotten to a point where you were burnt out and needed a shift yourself. For sure. And I think it's happened actually a couple of times for me. You know, back in my early days, I was a retail store owner. I got burnt out then. But more recently, you know, I think a lot of people had this aha moment during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But there was a time during the pandemic that, you know, I had to shift, I hate using the word pivot, but because I could no longer host my own live events, right. which I used to do. So how was I going to fill my coaching programs? And so I shifted to online and doing things in my Facebook group, which worked really well. I also taught you how to do that and some other people, but it sort of started to happen that I went, oh my God, I'm just in this hustle mode of launching and relaunching. And it just seemed to be, I was on this hamster wheel. 
Then my husband retired in January and I went, wait a minute, he's going to want to do more boating. How can I do that? And so I looked at my business and I said, what part of my business really brings me the joy, the happiness that I want? What part of my business brings me the profits that I want? So I had to let something go. Because if you're going to do something more, you have to let something go. And so I let go of my group program and decided to focus more on the private coaching for those entrepreneurs who are really seasoned. You know, they've been in business a while, but they're having no freaking fun and they're not making the money that they thought they would when they started their business. So if you go back, you know, if your listeners think back to when they started their business, the question I ask is, are you having all that fun and freedom and making the money that you thought you would by now? And typically the answer is? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that because that's my situation because it's not, but certainly one of the things that you said, and I recognize this, and this is by no means a knock to, you know, programs or webinars or the challenge weeks and things like that. But like you said, rinse and repeat is great, but it's like you're launching and relaunching and relaunching. And you're in that churn all the time where you're going after either the people who have been through it once, didn't move on to maybe a higher level program of yours. And you're going after them again to say, hey, is it time for you to check it out again? If you are, here it is again. Or you're going after new clientele all the time, which is important in business. But you hit that point where you're constantly, as I said, churning and just, like you said, it's the hamster wheel. Whether it's every eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is, it still can be very exhausting, burnout. And like you said, are you having fun? The first time you did a workshop week, for example, you probably had a ton of fun. Yeah. Maybe not so much the last time you did it. Maybe it was more of a, oh, I got to do that workshop week thing. And the other thing is, you know, one of the things that I did think about was how could I take that format and turn it into, I think it's what they call open cart. So it's always open. And I think that's kind of more the way I'm going now with my coaching clients. You know, I'm looking for those people who, Maybe they're stuck at, you know, if I have to pull a number, you know, it might be, maybe it's a hundred thousand, maybe it's 250. I mean, I have clients that are million. I have $10 million clients, sales that are, you know, edging towards the hundred million. It doesn't really matter. You know, the thing is they're not having any fun and they're working 24 seven. And it's because of, if I can say this two things, and there's a difference and that's why I'm edging into this direction growth and scale. Right. So there is a difference between growth and scale. So what is the difference? So growth is you're focused on that. And I'll say that sales number. Okay. But as that sales number keeps edging up there, so do your expenses. And typically they're going up at almost the same rate. So the profit Mm. margin, there's no difference. Scale is where the sales keep accelerating, but the expenses only increase maybe marginally. So there's a bigger gap between, you know, the sales and the expenses. And so there's more profit. I think that's one of the things that people on the outside looking in, they say, oh, you have your own business. Oh, you're making over $100,000. Oh, well, that's wonderful. You're very successful. Yes, you might be making six figures, but a chunk of that might be going to 
paying a supplier. But that's all part of scale is as you scale up, your expenses scale up and you can't scale them back because then your business doesn't grow or you end up working 18 hour days and you're not having fun and you burn out. In the growth phase, very often there isn't a large profit margin because you know you're adding the expenses of team and support and i call that an ecosystem your support mm-hmm. ecosystem and you know you're taking time to create systems and processes and that sort of thing but once you have that then the next phase is really scale and so that's where you can you know really take your business to the next level and that profit margin increases Here's a question. How do you get off that hustle hamster wheel, regardless of where in the wheel or where in your business you're at? How do you get off the hamster wheel? So the first thing I say is it's about building a business model that is aligned with the vision that you have for your future. So if you think of what do you want your life to look like? So, you know, for instance, Carl, you talk about how you love to go camping, you love Mm -hmm. to go boating. Those are really important lifestyle values that you have. So you're building a business based on those things. And if you don't align your business model with your business values, that's where this misalignment and stuff happens. That's when you end up working 24-7 and sacrificing a lot of time. So what is your definition of success? That's the first thing. The second thing is about building, as I alluded to before, this ecosystem of support. Team members, most of them are part-time, you know, for those of us, you know, who have the coaches and that Mm -hmm. sort of, we have people that we hire part-time. Putting into processes, just those two things alone probably save, I'm guessing around 10 hours of your time, if not weekly, in a month. So I had a former client who had a $10 million business and she was still booking her own travel arrangements. Oh, wow. But you know why it happens? It's easy to fall into that. I call it the hustle hamster wheel. It's easy to fall into that because when we start our businesses, we are the chief everything officer, right? We do it all because nobody... Well, for most of us, the good money fairy didn't hit us with a wand and dump a whole bunch of cash on our business when we started out. Yeah. And as our businesses grow, very often entrepreneurs are reluctant to let go. And they're reluctant to hire somebody because I can do it faster myself. Mm-hmm. You know, right. our little minds have said that many times. But we need to create that if we are going to scale. So, We need to build a business model based on our definition of success. We need to create this ecosystem of support. And then third, we need to make sure that we're spending our time as the CEO of our business doing the thing, number one, that is in our zone of genius, so that brings us fun. And number two, that drives momentum in our business. So what are we doing for marketing? So I love to teach and that's kind of my thing. That's what I do. And so actually Carl can see behind me on my handy dandy flip chart. This morning I did a 25 minute training on Facebook live. It's what I love to do. It brings me joy and it's great content. So you need to know what your innate gift is. You need to focus more of your time on it 
and create that marketing and sales roadmap so that you just continue that momentum. So those are my, I call them my ABCs. (laughs) And you know what? The way you break it down, it sounds easy. It sounds simple. But having been in the entrepreneur's chair where, you know, I have scaled up, as you know, thank you very much for your help in doing that. But also I recognize that, yeah, I don't want to let go of certain things. But then if I don't let go, am I thinking like a CEO? And one of the things I didn't want to let go of as silly as this sounds, I mean, I help clients all the live long day, launch podcasts and put them into the podcast universe. I didn't want to let go of producing, editing my own. How silly is that? When I have a producer, I trust him to do my client's podcast, but I can't trust my producer to do my podcast and put it together. So that's just one small thing. Like you said, there are other things that your client that was booking her own travel arrangements. Yeah. I mean, if we want to scale our businesses, you know, if we're looking at the grow meter, we can't stay as the doer or the implementer. Mm -hmm. We have to get out of our own way, stop the doing and spend more time being the visionary. Would it be presumptuous or correct to say that you have to almost always be wearing that CEO hat, regardless of what level of business you're at, but you can't always necessarily act like the CEO. So if you're only making $20,000 in your business, you can't afford the expense of hiring all these subcontractors to do the work for you, but you need to be thinking with a CEO hat on or you'll never get there. Is that a good way to... Yeah, I think it's a sort of a CEO mindset, if you will. First of all, investing the time to understand very clearly and specifically what your definition of success is. Too many people don't spend the time. And the analogy that I often use is how many people actually spend time examining what it is they specifically want for retirement? Where do they want to live? How much is it going to cost? They don't do that. And when people were building their businesses, they don't do that either. Mm. They don't define what success looks like. Because once you define what success looks like, it's pretty easy to reverse engineer it. And you're the queen of reverse engineering. One of the things I've learned is that, you know, having been a student of yours and, you know, and a colleague too, is I don't think backwards. I'm a top to bottom, left to right kind of guy. When it comes to thinking about, and I believe I saw a post of yours, that was either on Facebook or LinkedIn, one of those recently that said, start with the end in mind. That's kind of the beginning of reverse engineering. Like you said, you have to think of retirement and what do you want that to look like? You know, And again, whether you're creating a program, a service, whatever it is, how do you want your business to look 10 years from now? I can't think that far ahead, but you have to be able to begin with the end in mind and say, okay, well, here's where I want it to be. And the time is something we've made up. You know, humans made up the whole concept of time. We still need to be able to say, okay, here's where I want it to be. Yeah. You know, it's like retirement. If your idea of retirement is, you know, living in the Caribbean and then coming home once a year, maybe spend summers in Canada, well, you need to know what that is going to cost you. What is it going to cost you to, you know, fly back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. So you have a ballpark figure of what you need to save. And then you put a plan in place of what you're going to save over the years to reach that. Well, to me, it's the same thing with your business. Mm -hmm. And I was recently doing this with a client and we were talking about three years from now and she wants to be at $2 million in sales. And we broke down the sales. We broke down the expenses. What does that mean in terms of 
staff to generate that. And she goes, well, I know that, you know, so many clerks will produce this much and so many will produce that much. And, you know, where does she want to be? What is her office going to look like? The whole picture of success for her. Diana Lidstone is my guest today. Think like a CEO, get off the hustle, hamster wheel, explode your profits and enjoy your life. I want to talk about the book because this was a project that you had the opportunity to jump on this project with Brian Tracy. How did it come to be? I've been working for the last two years with my mentors, Jane and Steve Lowell, and it sort of happened through that mentorship and that we had the opportunity to sort of contribute, co-author this compilation book. Yeah, so I'm so excited to be launching this my goal is sort of mid to early November. We'll see what happens. But we're going to have a pre-launch page so that people can actually purchase in advance. And uh, there's going to be some perks. You buy one book, you get this perk. You buy three, you buy five. There's going to be some different perks. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to launching this book and this chapter because this chapter really is the essence of what I'm working on these days. So it's very exciting. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Well, I just want to say, you know, we're going to talk about Carl's growth of his business in that chapter. So Carl was gracious enough to allow me to use him as a success story in there. So you can read about Carl's transformation. And yeah, so, you know, Brian Tracy, a success guru, Mm -hmm. Steve Lowell and Jane Lowell, who are going to talk about emerge as the unmistakable authority in your field. And so, yeah, there's going to be, you know, lots of great, awesome content in there. And uh, I look forward to getting it out there on the shelves. Diana, how can they reach out to you too? I mean, obviously they can get the book, which they're more than welcome to do, but how can they reach out to you if they're feeling stuck and they're feeling this is the time to maybe have a call with you and maybe even start working with you? How can they do that? Yeah, I'd love chatting with entrepreneurs. I'm really curious about their growth and their journey. And certainly, you know, my website, dianalidstone.com, there's a little button in the top right-hand corner that says schedule a call. You hit that button and away you go. So it's really easy peasy. We like to make it that way for people so that we can chat and have a great deep dive in. One of the things that I have added to those calls is something that I call a business growth scorecard. Ooh. Yes. So a little scorecard that you will be emailed so that you can self-identify and then we will discuss the scorecard so that you have a much more solid idea of the areas that you need to pinpoint and focus on. Diana, it's been great chatting with you today. Diana Lidstone, The Entrepreneur's GPS, and she is the co-author of, we haven't even talked about the name of the book. We talked about your chapter, but not the name of the actual book. So what is the name of the book? So the actual name of the book is Emerge, Be the Unmistakable Authority in Your Field, Don't Compete, Stand Out. So it will have a picture of myself and Brian Tracy on the cover. I'm so excited. (laughs) Diana, congratulations. I'm looking forward to reading it. And again, all the links for the book itself and the pre-order, that'll all be in the show notes. Diana, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Great to chat with you again. 
And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. Speaking.